The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on The Lab Report, we're going to talk to Allie Gilbert. We're going to talk all about men's health, but not just testosterone. We're talking mental, emotional, spiritual health. Hmm. I just care about dad bod prevention. Yeah. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to The Lab Report. So I got the rollerblades. Oh my gosh. Did you get the pink ones? No, they're black and purple. Oh, okay. Still fancy. I already biffed it once. (laughs) Hello! Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today, besides biffing it on the rollerblades? Hey, that's just part of rollerblade, baby. (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you, Patty Devers? I'm crushing it, living my best life, because it's the new year, and I'm starting out with a bang. Bring it on. Yeah, Yeah, it's the new year. (laughs) Let's do this, 2024. Uh, This is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report. It's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. Thank you to Genova. Thank you. It's where we talk about lots of different stuff, like special lab testing, integrative therapeutics, functional, integrative, precision, personalized wow. medicine, wow. and everything health-related. If you like everything health-related, well, you've come to the right place. And if you're new, welcome to our show. If you're returning, thank you, as always, for all of your support. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much. Maybe go to iTunes or Spotify, follow the show, rate, review, leave us some stars, yeah. and things like that. Do that. You may notice I said everything health-related and not everything disease-related. I did notice It's that. a pivot. It's a little bit of a pivot. Yeah. Uh, but if you have feedback, you can send feedback also to uh, this little email address that we have. It's called podcast at gdx.net. And if you're a consumer out there interested in ordering Genova's products and checking them out, you can head over to Genova Connect, which is connect.gdx.net. There you can access testing yourself. We'll also help connect you with a Genova client somewhere in your area to help guide your health care. But we also have a very special promo code to get you some monies off. What is that one, Michael? Yeah, it is Space Heater 2024. No, it's not. It's the, no, it's not. not. I'm just saying, <laughs> is the heat out in the building or what? <laughs> it's it is, really cold. It's ridiculous in here. No, it's the Lab Report 20 to save 20% off. Type in that promo code. Bada boom, bada bing. So, Patty, it's been a minute uh, since we did one of these. We, mm-hmm. we, we've we had holidays. We were in Vegas. We've yeah. had lots of different oh, yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to be back here after all of that transition. So uh, It was a flurry of activity. But was. I will say it was it's super fun always to go to Las Vegas, the A4M conference, and, and to meet people out there listening that, you know, we sort of feel like we're in a closet. Maybe no one's listening. But at the booth, this woman came up. Her name was Shayna. She's an RD Shana? From, from Houston, Texas. She was super cute and super sweet. Shayna? I thought it was Shanna. Maybe it's Shauna. It could be Shauna. Shanna? I, I well Shana. it's S H A N A. Right. So that makes me think Shanna. Or Shana. Maybe a Shana. I would think a Y would a Shana yeah. would be with a Y perhaps. And then I would think there'd be a U if it were a Shauna. Or an I, maybe. Or an A I Shauna the W. You're thinking R- of Shania Sha- Twain. Shauna requires a W, does it not? Or a U. But either way, Shanna. She was super sweet, super what about awesome. S E A N. Oh, now you're go- now you're going for Sean- it. That could be Sienna. That makes sense. Clearly, we need to meet more people. And uh, <laughs> one person that we're about to meet, which uh-huh. is uh, super excited to do so, is Allie Gilbert, who's like crazy famous. I don't know why 
I don't know why these people agree to come on this ridiculous show. It doesn't make any sense. She's super awesome. She's super jacked. She's a lot of energy. And she specializes in men's health and yeah. men's hormones, which I appreciate. And I'll tell you, when we met her, it reminds me of Jade Tita. Mm. We've had Jade Tita on the, on the on the show, and he's an expert. Because they're in, both ripped? They're both ripped. Like, he's a beefcake philosopher type dude, but he specializes in women's hormones. So she's like the opposite of Jade mm-hmm. in the fact that she specializes in men's hormones, which I find fascinating. Yeah, and I'm curious to to know a little bit about you know how that how that works for her. You know, being mm. sort of like in the element around sports optimization, physical fitness. You know, basically working directly with men instead of women. Right. I, I'm curious right. to see how that's all played out. So, uh, yeah, well, let's let's go ahead and do this. Let's give her a call. Michael, I am so excited for this one. This is going to be good. I know. It's going to so, be good. Hold on to your you chairs. You know how I like to just talk, use my, use this platform to get my own questions Oh, out, I know. Right? Okay, this so is, this this is, is right all up you. my alley. This is all you. Well, we are going to speak to Allie Gilbert today. And for those of you who may live under a rock and perhaps don't know who Allie Gilbert is, let me tell you a little bit about her. Allie Gilbert is a wife, mom, personal trainer, coach, national lecturer, and expert in men's health. She is also recognized by Golf Digest as one of the top 50 best golf fitness trainers and professionals in America. Allie has a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and applied exercise science, as well as a slew of national licenses and certifications in strength and conditioning. She is the founder of Metabolic Golf, elliegilbert.com slash silverbackcoaching, both platforms for personal coaching, overall men's health, mentorship, blogs, and podcasts. Allie has a true passion in helping men get jacked, look great naked, optimize testosterone, and conquer nutrition. Her life's work is to help men find the solutions to all of their fitness, nutrition, and hormone needs. And with that, welcome to our show, Thank you so Allie much Gilbert. For being here. Oh, thank you guys so much. I I don't even remember if I wrote that or someone else wrote that, but I was like, that sounds kind of cool. It does sound cool. She's awesome. Whoever that is. (laughs) You write so many bios for so many different things that you forget like which one goes where and where it is or whatever. So thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Well, the repertoire speaks for itself. And I'd like to start with, you know, we don't talk a lot about men's health. Certainly on this podcast, we haven't covered it a bunch. And I think kind of just in general, we don't talk a lot about men's health. So definitely glad you're here. What Some might argue this question. What would a woman know about men's health and fitness? But we know you've helped thousands and thousands of men from CEOs to professional athletes to regular dads. Like, how do you address that suspicion with men who do want to work with you? So it's not so much an issue nowadays because when people usually DM me on Instagram, like they know what they're getting into, mm-hmm. they they know about me. But early on, working as a trainer, um, the only time I ever encountered any resistance was more like somebody who wanted to get jacked or do something sport related. And, and they'd be like, are you sure? And I'm <laughs> like, listen, I had to like go through that little period of proving myself. But ultimately, like I never really felt like I had to battle that female in the male dominated world. And because I get this question quite often and I always felt like just one of the guys. And I think because of my relatability, um, cause I'm not like, I'm not super girly. Like I'm very much a tomboy, yeah. but I love cars. I love sports. Like, and I would just talk to these guys about all that stuff. So that type of conversation became very natural for me. Um, but I did like early on get a subscription to like men's health and like cigar aficionado. <laughs> I still have like uh, subscriptions to Motor Trend and Car and Driver just to learn the lingo, yeah. so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, 
But similar to any other male coach who coaches women, which a lot of guys have a predominantly female clientele, I always stick out as like, well, you're a woman coaching men. And I'm like, yeah, but there's so many men coaching women that no one really asks that right. question. So I always found it funny. And you guys know our, our mutual friend, Jay Tita, yep. who is like the female hormone expert. Uh -huh. And, uh -huh. you know, I'm like the opposite of Jade. So it's uh, it's really fun for me. Like I, I enjoy my work and I think growing up in a very wealthy town when I was training a lot of the Wall Street guys and the type A guys and I would train some of the housewives and stuff. I could never relate to them because mm. they talk about like designer clothes. I, I didn't even know. I'm like, <laughs> like, and I get yelled at for this because like I had some clients that are like, well, I have an extra Birkin bag. Do you want it? I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, know, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't get those subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, now that I look back, I'm like, damn, I should have taken that and sold it on eBay or something. <laughs> but, so it just became very natural for me and, and, with that came the more sensitive conversations, maybe surrounding men's health and sexual performance and stuff like that, where it just, you just talk about it just like any health coach would. I love it. Well, just I to unpack that for a sec too. Do you, what do you feel is sort of an overarching difference between training men as compared to training women or just working with men as compared to working with women? Like what, what did you learn or need to learn or need to know? That's a loaded question, Michael. I know. I'm sorry about that. Right up front, too. I should have buried that in the back. What am I thinking? No, it's funny. It's actually so I, I use a, a lot of the delivery of my content with humor because I think that also makes things resonate and hit a lot more. But mm. with guys, it's funny because I literally actually came across a Facebook memory post I made like 10 years ago. That was the difference of texting with men and women and with women. It was explain the problem or whatever paragraph why the feelings during it what might happen if another paragraph another paragraph and then with men ask a question okay your response. <laughs> so, yep that's my relationship it, at home for sure yep. <laughs> yeah so many people were like yep that's accurate that's accurate so i have found though all kidding aside i found the way that men work best is they need to know why they're doing something, but you just give them structure and directions and then they take that and then they execute. Whereas women kind of need more of an explanation of the what if this happens, what if that, because we're like the warriors, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So providing the, you know, if this happens, we'll do this. If this happens, we'll do this. They need a little bit more uh, sensitivity and softness, I would say, in, in some areas. And not that some men don't, but I found that if I can be the most direct possible, men will take that a lot easier than sometimes my personality does not fall so happily on more females. Again, a certain type, like there's a lot of women who are very much, you know, like Patty and I, where it's right. like you can just talk directly and yeah. and be open. Yeah. Um, and I think I got that from my mom because my mom would be very direct and tease a lot of people and my friends would be like i don't think your mom likes me and i'm like no no no. that's how we show love like right. if we don't make fun of you we don't like you that's a, that's our northeastern thing too ali me and you right that's the yeah. northeastern piece of us and your results speak for themselves so really that's all that you need to show like here's what i've done here's here's what you can get from that but as michael said earlier we don't speak enough about men's health and i think as someone who's followed this for decades and years and years and years. What do you see as the current state of men's health as compared to say 20 or 30 years ago? How have things changed? Um, 
So it, it's actually, it's like a thing now, whereas like it really wasn't so much a thing. Um, and what does that mean? So that means more men are suffering from lower testosterone due to sedentary lifestyle, environmental toxins, exposure, stuff like that. Um, there is this overwhelming social narrative about masculinity, which I've gone on the deep end with podcasts before about that. It's like it's a whole other topic. Mm. But also um, the fact that hormonal balance across the board needs to be addressed no matter if you're a man or woman. However, with men, they've always been conditioned to that admitting to anything being wrong, having to do with their physiology or anything is more of a weakness. And I think more guys are being able to open up about that and realize like, this is something I need to control because a lot of guys don't want to go to the doctor. Like mm -hmm. that's a sign of weakness too, unless it has to do with something sexual, then maybe they'll go or, you know, if, if the wife or whoever pushes them hard enough, but usually they're like, why do I, why would I have to go and get blood work done? Why would I have to do tests? There's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And if there is, they ignore it until it really becomes like a dire emergency. And then it's like, okay, let's figure this out. So I think now that more things are what I like to call normalized, um, it makes it easier for guys to open up about their struggles, especially surrounding mental health and um, sexual performance and hormone replacement, because if you think about also like in the nineties, when testosterone was demonized because of the steroid act, that's the stigma that's been attached to it ever since. Mm -hmm. So nobody told, tells women like, Oh, you're going on estrogen. You're going to be huge and you're right. cheating and you're jacked and all that stuff like that never happens. And so guys had that. And now there's, there's so many options for testosterone replacement. It's so much more a discussion um, even like with Jack Reacher now, like talking about how testosterone helped him prepare for the role and everything that it's more of an open discussion. And obviously technology has a lot to do with that as well with podcasts mm -hmm. and right. social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, right. Oh, and you touched on something that is really interesting too, about, you know, the common struggles that men experience, but don't talk about, you know, because it is that sort of sign of weakness, uh, that they've been entrained with, you know, whether that's something, uh, mental health challenges, emotional challenges. So as a coach, oftentimes you become kind of like a therapist. So what do you hear in your coaching that we aren't addressing with men like what 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 are they trying to say without saying it i guess yeah um i like that question so i think also being a female allows that empathetic side to be leaned on by guys because they know that i'm not necessarily gonna like go right at them all the time unless they really need it but honestly like guys really just want to be understood just like any other human so being able to just ask those questions provides that platform for them them to be open about it because they never really discuss that with anyone socially like guys don't go to the locker room and talk about this stuff but women are incredibly social creatures like we will talk about anything with each other and again for guys that's not necessarily looked at as like a strong masculine thing guys just kind of push on and push through and you know they lead and all of that but with the craving for anybody now with community, now they're actually finding guys who may be suffering from the same type of things. And it, it doesn't even have to be deemed a condition. Just, hey, you may be 29 with low T and you're not alone mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like yeah. there's other guys just like you and it's not so much a weakness. It's more of a weakness if you shun it, don't do anything about it, but by being open, they can actually help people. 
Yeah, I, that's, love that. I forgot what you originally asked. So I don't know <laughs> no, yeah, I no, was it kind of the common struggles, uh, you know, from a mental <laughs> health or an emotional perspective? And I, I wonder too. I feel like I'm bogarting the conversation. I'm sorry, Patty. No, this is all you. <laughs> but, <laughs> Michael uses the podcast to solve his own social issues. So this, we're just going to let him go with this. I, I wonder I mean, too. He, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you did. You did proceed with that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did. I set it up. Um, do you think that some of that response or that lack of leaning on other people is more pronounced in people with a sports fitness background as compared to maybe like men who haven't had that background because I'm, I'm thinking about the the nature of the locker room and the way kind of teasing is a sign of love and appreciation rather than con- confiding in a, a, a fellow uh, athlete I guess mm, that's a good question I'm trying to think uh yes and no um because I've also dealt with like a lot of high level CEOs and um those guys and they may or may not have had an athletic background, but I think a lot of that is also their consistent drive to win mm. and anything that they see might derail them, whether that's admitting weakness or whatever, then they're not so inclined to really share. But what I've actually found is having discussions with guys at that level, like you'd be surprised, like even billionaires and stuff are obviously we all talk about, you know, you can make a lot of money and still be unhappy. But these guys feel very isolated because I talk about this a lot on social, like whenever you want to change yourself for the positive, whether that's through fitness, business, and you want to be a higher performer in Excel, there's going to be somebody who's upset, whether that's in your immediate social circle or it's people on social media or people who just don't understand why you're trying to do this. They're going to make fun of you or they're going to tell you like, oh, you can totally have a few drinks with us. It's okay. You can have one bite. You don't have to work all the time. You don't have to do this. And so I think it's just easier to shut that out and not discuss it until they realize, wow, I'm alone on this island and there's not a lot of people like me. Mm-hmm. And that's why masterminds do really well and different communities that kind of bring those same types of people together because um, men naturally do like to compete. So even with um, our military veterans too, a lot of them realize, all right, you know what? I've gone as far as I can by myself. I Mm -hmm. can't do anything else. Like I don't know what to do, but they're like, I know what to do. I've just, you know, I'm going to get like more opinions and stuff. And frankly, we all do. I've been doing this 20 years. I've had a coach for six years. So sometimes you just need to outsource it like you would any other thing in your life. Like if you have a house cleaner that also buys you time. If you outsource your fitness and nutrition to someone like us, then you don't have to think about what you're doing in the gym and you might actually elevate in many different ways, which will bleed across your business and your personal life and all of that too. Mm. That's that's profound. Yeah, that's it's it. profound. And it reminds me of our friend Demetrius who works here. I'm going to just shout out Demetrius because <laughs> I know you're listening. He works here at Genova and he has a collection of men that he put together to work out and they share Bible verses and he calls it the vault. So it's not only a place where they work out, but it's a place where they can share secrets and really vent. And so they've created a small community. So I think more of that is happening to your point, because I think men are now more open to to sharing it and creating some community there. Hmm. Um, But you talked a little bit about low testosterone and you could have low testosterone at 29, at 60. I mean, it's fairly common. Talk about some of the common symptoms of low T that may not be apparent to most people. Yes, because most guys associate low T with if their equipment works or not. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the only thing that they think of. Well, I'm fine in that department because it's like a pride thing. 
However, then they realize all the other symptoms, which the glaring one that most guys usually say improves if they go on TRT is cognitive abilities. Just, I can think clearer. My brain works again. I can focus. And they associate that more as like, well, maybe I have ADHD or maybe I'm just depressed or it's my age or I'm just tired or I'm working all the time. And they kind of ignore that. But the ability to focus, the ability to be present with your family and, and at work and just have that winning attitude and the drive and the motivation, all of that can be affected if testosterone plummets in addition to sex drive and sexual performance. But that's testosterone is not everything when it comes to that. So a lot of um, the more mental aspect of it, because it is a very powerful uh, neurological hormone that guys just don't associate that with testosterone and the feelings of like being lethargic. Maybe they have a low training motivation or they just can't get off the couch, stuff like that, where they're like, oh man, that actually was low T. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and I wonder too, so many people are some some men are hesitant around testosterone replacement therapy is that some of that the stigma that you were mentioning before or what should men know really kind of about the good the bad and the ugly of supplementing so it does get its stigma from the the steroid act from the 90s and i think that you know a lot of people view it as oh that's cheating it's going to kill you it you know just bad and Luckily, there's been a lot of research that's come out refuting a lot of the misconceptions, which include heart attack, stroke, prostate cancer, mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. So I think those are kind of the glaring um, things. But what I actually found and going back to the difference between men and women, um, men struggled a lot with the fact that it's a lifelong medication. They did not want to be reliant on something external their entire life. And at first that really frustrated me because I'm like, dude, that you're going to feel good. Like it's mm -hmm. going to improve your quality of life. Like this is a no brainer. Right. But it was that that they couldn't get over. And so I explained to them that of all the clients we've worked with, we haven't had anybody who's gone on TRT and been like, you know what? This is not for me. I, I feel better off of it. Um, I think a lot of it obviously has to do with a properly managed protocol because there are things where guys or times where guys will say, oh, yeah, my friend tried it. It wasn't for him. He had all these side effects and those side effects were because it was more infrequent um, injections or other medications that are just unnecessary that he was put on or maybe he was very very overweight and that can also bring on a lot of negative side effects so that can also scare a guy off mm -hmm. also they've maybe been to the doctor had their testosterone tested at, from a gp or primary and been told they're normal which we know the range for normal has mm -hmm. not only decreased over time, but also mm -hmm. is very, very big. Right. So that too. Right. And so anything to make them want to resist it, I think is going to have them provide an excuse to not really entertain it. But more often than not, it's more they think they're just going to lose their hair. They're going to go into a roid rage. They're going to uh, be more prone to heart attacks and stuff when actually it's the opposite. If you're living with low testosterone, you're more at risk for those types of things. So, so if there are those people who are just completely hesitant, regardless of how much Allie Gilbert tries to explain it to them and give them the proper protocol, they're still saying, nope, 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 nope. What are the best ways to boost testosterone naturally without taking TRT? So, excuse me. So if they look at their diet and 
take an inventory of am I getting enough carbs, protein, fat? That right there is the best place to start because a lot of the diets, as you know, eliminate one macronutrient. Mm -hmm. And anytime you eliminate something, then that's going to bring a deficiency in something else. And we've swung the pendulum very hard since the 80s where like fat was bad, then fat is good. And then, you know, we've demonized every macronutrient so far. I'm waiting for fiber to take the stage because (laughs) literally we've been through like now we're on to protein. Protein apparently is bad. Um, But a lot of the times guys who have who go very low carb, that will deplete uh, so many things in their body, but also it, it. doesn't allow them the proper energy if they're getting after it in the gym. Granted, again, if someone's dealing with diabetes or a medical condition, maybe that's the way to go. But if they're going purely off like this is the diet that I'm following, it may start to work for a while and then all of a sudden they don't feel as good. Energy's drained, all of that stuff. So maintaining a proper fat intake too because remember cholesterol was bad and that was good and and now nobody knows but (laughs) we know that cholesterol's needed cholesterol manufactures hormones Mm -hmm. so that plays into it as well um being uh making sure they're getting adequate sunlight and that is separate from vitamin d because we know people can be deficient in vitamin d even if they're in the sun Living in Florida, I still take 20,000 IUs because I'm not there on, on lab work. Um, and that actually has a correlation with low T and basically being a savage in life. So operating as you're a high testosterone female can have maybe like a subconscious effect to elevate those testosterone levels, being around the right type of people who support your life mission, whether that's work or fitness or all of that, lifting heavy weights, all those things collectively that should get somebody to a level where they maybe do feel better than if they weren't addressing those things. And number one thing, body fat has to come down mm-hmm. if they have too much. And mm. that that's something that's just too easy, but it's just very difficult to confront. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it seems like a downward spiral too, because if somebody has low T, then they don't have that, that savagery, that drive to get after it, to build the muscle mass, to create the testosterone naturally. And so, you know, it's, how do you, how do you get people to flip that switch? Do you think that the testosterone is a good kind of ignition or do they need to have the mindset switch first? That's a good question because if they don't have the mindset switch to address their health, it's going to be something they're going to have to do anyway, whether they're going on TRT or not. So sometimes that person or that man says, okay, TRT is going to save my life for many reasons. And it's more of a panacea type of attitude versus I have to get my life together and then maybe explore testosterone. If they want to go after it naturally, which we've had a lot of guys do, like they also feel defeated if they can't do it naturally, which I have to explain to them. It's not a defeating type of thing. It's just biology. Um, But if they're doing everything they can, then that's more of a priority discussion. So how bad do you want it? Like we all struggle with motivation, but Discipline can be learned. Discipline is habitual. That's something we can create. And sometimes you have to start small where maybe you walk an hour a day and then that's it. And then maybe you add two days of weight training. Maybe you prioritize protein. So it's it's tough because our industry makes it so confusing for people and overwhelming yeah. because every day another diet comes out. Every day something's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of catching up of like, oh my gosh, now we have to explain why this is okay and refute this and all of that. But 
um, it's it's tough to teach that wanting it bad enough because I think even deep down, if you want something really bad enough or you want to prioritize something, you do make it happen. You know, if if a God forbid some sort of medical emergency happened tomorrow, you move heaven and earth to be able to get the right appointment with the right person and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it can be done. It's just sometimes it has to be a little bit more tough love than not. Yeah. 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 But all of that diet talk that you mm. just talked about it leads us into the next question. So let's talk nutrition, because to your point, we vilify macronutrients here and there. Then it swings back around. The pendulum comes the other way. And there are a lot of diet camps out there, right? There's vegetarian people who want to be bodybuilders as vegetarians. There's carnivore diet um, and low carb. But when it comes to helping men lose weight and build muscle, what's your approach from a macro or a calorie standpoint? So we get um, we get guys who are usually around 20% body fat-ish or lower. Um so we're dealing with guys who maybe tried to get leaner the wrong way. However, if somebody is 20% body fat or above, we will start them on a lower carb approach, not because that's the best diet, but mm-hmm. what that does is it does inflict a drop in water. So it's actually very encouraging for them to say, oh, like I feel leaner. So awesome. That's a win. We will increase protein because that helps with satiety, but also helps them maintain muscle mass as they go into a calorie deficit. So the heavier somebody is, or the more body fat somebody has, the deeper the deficit they can be in, which is another very um, mismanaged concept in the fitness industry because people say, well, you can't be in too deep a calorie deficit. It's going to ruin you. If you already have a lot of stored energy, you have to kind of work through that. So we start them off with a lower carb approach because that also takes glucose, the glucose load off the mitochondria to allow the body to shove fatty acids and just start oxidizing because they're not going to tolerate carbohydrates that well anyway, or at least we're assuming so. We don't need any, um, like, uh, there's contraptions nowadays that are like, you're burning carbs, you're burning fat. We, we know that this person is probably not burning carbs very well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, burning fat very well. If we add carbs to that, it's going to exacerbate the issue. So a lot of aerobic work as well. Men hate that. So <laughs> they're they're so afraid to do aerobic work because they think their muscles will fall off and they're going to turn it into like a little marathon runner. Mm. And I'm like, okay, no, like I'm not having you run marathons every day. Like let's just get walking, mm-hmm. get some low level aerobics in because that will help drop the body fat. As they get leaner, we transition more into muscle building workouts with some lower reps and then we start to increase carbohydrates and there's no actual template model for this but like my approach to training is called gpp for trt gpp in the fitness industry stands for general physical preparation so it's like the preparation before the preparation like if you're prepping someone for a sport you go through a general prep phase and then a specialized prep phase for whatever sport so this is the general prep phase for TRT or just for health in general. Get the body fat down, get them leaner, so then they can tolerate more carbohydrates because they're more insulin sensitive, and then they can lift harder in the gym, and then their body composition will start changing. And so then we start to add more and more carbohydrates. So it's funny because we've had guys start with us, low carb, carnivore, strict keto, Mm -hmm, all that stuff. mm -hmm. And now they're eating like 400 plus carbohydrates. 
Yeah. And it's right. wild. And they're right. like, I never thought I would do this. I'm eating <laughs> cereal. Like, oh my gosh. Right. But <laughs> it, it works so well because the typical thing for a lot of people to do when it comes, especially for fat loss, take away calories, add a lot of activity, but take away carbs. So if you're already getting leaner and you're at the point where you're pretty insulin sensitive, why would you take carbs away when you're probably at a point where you could tolerate them the best? And they are amazing for energy. So then when you diet, instead of starting your diet at really low calories, we can go as high as possible with carbs and everything and then bring it down so you're not dieting on just nothing. Mm -hmm. So, it, and it takes a while depending upon where someone's starting point is. But that's where we usually start, guys. And it works so well because they, they at least if they do it, but it works really well because then you're adding carbs and they're getting leaner and they're like, I'm not gaining weight. This is so weird. Right. <laughs> right. That was all. That's like a playbook. I mean, that was like a, a perfect <laughs> execution of, of how to approach that from sort of phase one to phase three. But it feels counterintuitive, right? Because you and I yep. have been in, in keto. Yeah. Most of, you know, you, you and I have done keto. Yeah. And so the concept of eating that many carbs and still losing weight is so counterintuitive that you're right. It's it's getting someone past that mindset to say, nope, it's okay. It's okay. You can eat those carbs. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I tend <laughs> to think of really, this is an overgeneralization, but I think of like two types of people. I think of, you know, people who have sort of that drive and that interest in fitness and enjoy working out. But then I also think about the people who who really just kind of have thrown in the towel, you know, maybe they've got the 50 year old dad bod and things like that. How do you approach those men that often have maybe been dragged in by their wives, as you said before, like, how do you get them to sort of see w why they need to not throw in the towel? Um, I show them others their age and what mm. they look like. And that stings. Mm. Uh, but also, I'm just very real with them. I'm like, you've got so much more left and you're spinning your wheels doing the same thing that is not working. So you have two choices. You can keep doing the same thing and keep looking the same and feeling the same, or you can try something different. Maybe it's something that you think, like you said, was counterintuitive or an approach that you're just not aware of and see what that gets you because worst case, you look the same. So what else could happen? Because I tell guys, I'm like, we've not made anybody fatter and we've not made anybody smaller if they didn't want to be smaller. So I promise you that whatever you're doing right now, you need to do the exact opposite. Just mm -hmm. like whatever diet you're on, whatever you're doing right now, if it's not working, you have nowhere else to go. So yeah. that's usually a good impetus for them to be like, okay, yeah. But also they've got to want it. Like how bad do you actually want to change? Because mm -hmm. that's going to play a role in how seriously you take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, I like that you appeal to the, the competitive side too. You know, this like, sort of like, hey, look at what's possible mm, and yeah. look how much you have left to go because you're only going to be on this path. And they probably oftentimes feel deep down, they may not admit it outright, but they feel pretty unhappy, pretty miserable in their own sense of self. So, you know, that that push is that's where the coach comes in. Well done. I like yes. Because yeah. it could be overwhelming. Like, where do I start? What do I do? And you know, I just try to be as realistic as possible with them. And men are competitive in nature. So I try to poke at that mm -hmm. or I'll be like, dude, I, 
I am doing pull-ups with 45 pounds. How much are you doing? Hmm. They're like, oh. <laughs> well, we, we've had guys say like, you know, oh, I, I knew the second I saw that video of you, like that's more than me. Okay, I need to figure this out. And I'm like, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I could relate to that. Um, because, you know, I worked out, dieted all my life, but then the middle age comes and my hormones got crazy and I'm a doctor. And I said, I don't know where to go. That's where I went to Jade Tita. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, I give up. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'm going to do it. So I think you have to get to that place. And so I think that's key, showing them that picture and getting them to the place to say, I give up. Tell me what to do. You know? Yeah. 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 And that's that's honestly like the best. And we're, we're also um, a little bit higher priced than a lot of online coaching. So it's usually people who are ready to invest in something that they know will take them to the next level. But it does come down to having that like come to, come to really jesus moment <laughs> right yeah 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 because yeah. we you know people are not going to come to us or really people don't go to the doctor because they feel amazing mm -hmm. like they're like mm -hmm. i'm doing great i'm jacked and shredded like i want to be more jacked and shredded like okay maybe occasionally but like you know that's not usually why people seek out coaching it's usually because they've brought themselves as far as they can by themselves which is phenomenal mm -hmm. and i think they don't give themselves enough credit for what they've actually accomplished but yes it, that's the time where you hire somebody who is a professional. Like if you're driving a car that is not a sports car, a performance-based car, and then you go out and buy a Lamborghini and you have no idea how to drive it, I don't think that you're going to try to do the maintenance by yourself. You mm -hmm. probably would give that to a mechanic who is very, very familiar with how to work Italian cars. Love that. <laughs> Love that. What What's the quickest way to nuke <laughs> testosterone levels for people? What's the worst thing from a diet lifestyle perspective that will just absolutely deplete testosterone? Smoking, alcohol, drugs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No sleep. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah. There, My, there's or like I mean certain medications, obviously mm. like Lupron yeah. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Michael's looking at me. He has small children, so he sometimes doesn't get a lot of sleep. So I see him. I see him spinning. I have over small there. children, so sometimes I drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I see him spinning over there. I have a dog, so that's that's my child. There we go. <laughs> Well, that being said, if there are people out there, men out there who are listening to this and you're at that come to Jesus moment and you want to work with Ali Gilbert, where, where can people find you to work with you? Uh, Instagram is going to be the best way. So that's where all my content is. That's where I'm the most active. I answer all my own DMs, mm -hmm. um, talk to my stories. So at the Ali Gilbert, it's A-L-I uh, on the IG slide the dms nothing is tmi love that so yeah i i hear about i literally talk guys off ledges i talk them through like you know what they feel they're struggling with because it's also like i'm the buffer in between people who don't know where to go next and then also don't know which practitioners to trust mm -hmm. so i'll direct them Got it. Got it. I love that. Michael, awesome. you writing all this down. Yeah. I, I'm, I'll be there later. <laughs> Ali, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show. This yeah. is such an important topic and one that isn't spoken about enough. And we appreciate all the work you put out into the world. But before we let you go, we do have one last question mm. that I'm going to mm. kick to Michael Chapman, and it's called the fireball. Yeah, we have a silly and oddball question called the fireball. Uh, it's supposed to catch you on your the heels. Fireball. So I was thinking about actors for whatever reason and so i'm thinking from a, a men's health men's fitness perspective what is the star on the big screen to where you're like man that person that person's got it they've got the it they're, they're a savage 
Mm. Oh, from a male actor, you know who was was Sean Connery. Hmm. Like, well, he was he was also James Bond. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think he kind of exemplifies like uh, what someone would define as a Renaissance man, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which I still find sexy as hell. Like, you know, and I loved Indiana Jones and he was in Indiana Jones. So sure, yeah. sure. I think, yeah. And that then. voice. Um, and the voice. Just that and voice. the voice. It's Alone. Just iconic. It's just dripping testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's totally, it's totally iconic. <laughs> I do. I, I like Denzel Washington for that reason, too. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, but I'm not a huge movie buff and I'm so terrible with that. And so, but that, that's, <laughs> that's what comes a perfect to mind. answer. It was the perfect Under answer. pressure like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Allie Gilbert, we, we can't thank you enough. This is phenomenal. And hopefully, this is the first of many more to come. Thank you guys. That went by really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, so much to unpack there. I know. We have to have her back on. Like, to, to the point we made, we don't talk enough about men's health and even less about men's spiritual health or their emotional well-being. So we really I, do yeah, need to have her back on. Men don't on. talk about that. I know. That's, this, is a, this is a problem. This is why I think we need to have Allie back on and really delve into some of that. Actually, we could have her back on and probably just talk about Sean Connery for another <laughs> 30 minutes. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean... You know, this is inviting a lot of uh, potential for an impression. Oh, you're not going to try it, are you? No, I won't. My Sean Connery's terrible. <laughs> One ping only, Vashley. <laughs> One ping only. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about what we don't know about hormones. Which is a lot. It's most of it. People think we know, but we know it's nothing. It's most of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's not good. Kind of odd, huh? Right. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. I mean, I will say Sean Connery and probably Schwarzenegger are the two impressions that people do the most. They're the, you ones, think? they're the ones the most you do common. the most. No, no, Christopher Walken, I think, is up there, too. Yeah, a lot of people do Christopher Walken. A lot of people Walken. do Christopher Walken. That's a hard one. I've never attempted that one, to be honest mm. with you. Um, you who else is on that list? Keanu Reeves, for sure. People do Keanu? Yeah, don't they? Like from Bill and Ted? Any of it. Well, I would think like John Travolta. Like yeah. Back in the day, like Vinnie Barbarino. What what's your Keanu? Do you even have one? Whoa! Oh, good one. But it definitely reminds me of your Owen Wilson. Also, another one-word right. impression. Go for it.